Mana, 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 mana. What the? Oh, hey, I'm here to humbly request, nay, implore you to listen to Uncle to Uncle with the Unks, Howard and Franklin, two guests on this very program. Uncle to Uncle is the first podcast to take place in a king-sized bed where two uncles call each other brother. It is so funny. I listen to it every week. I love the show, and they love you. Available on all the podcast apps. This is Social Discasting. Welcome to Social Discasting, a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, aka Ben Tursman. Hope you're well. My guest is an improviser, sketch performer, and writer, as well as a self-proclaimed pop star. She hosts the podcast Self-Esteem Party, and to Doughboys fans, she is known simply as The Knife. Please welcome Alana Johnston. Welcome. Hi! Listen, I have verified something I should have told you in our pre-chat. It's okay. Alana, Alana, like Damn it. Okay, when I said it to, <laughs> I listened to your podcast and I heard the pronunciation, Alana Johnson. <laughs> it, it's because I'm Canadian, so we say our A's a little differently. In Canada, everybody gets it right. And here, you guys just dragged me in the mud. How dare you? I'll blame it on what is clearly a language barrier. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah, you so much. <laughs> I was set up to fail based on geography. Well, listen, now that the big fight is out of the way, they have me on the podcast. <laughs> I'm good because I felt like the tension was palpable. So I'm glad I could get the elephant both out of the room, but I guess bring it into it at the same time. You better so believe funny. we're getting a couple of elephants in this room, my man. I'll tell you what. In our pre-chat, yeah. I forgot to ask, who are you and what is this podcast? That is an excellent question. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> My name is Brandon. I am in Arkansas, and Mm -hmm. this show is me just trying to talk to people and see how they're doing. So, uh, how are you, and where are you? How am I? Uh, I don't know. Terrified for my life and that of others 24 hours a day, but honestly, not at my lowest. That's good. Yes, in my life, uh, this is not my bottom out. Not, Not even close. I guess I'm okay. And where am I? I'm in California, in, like, sunny California that is about to get too hot to handle. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold, I believe. Oh, what are you talking about, my heart? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> in Arkansas, what's the weather like there? Right now, it's a damn delight, I'll tell you. Okay. It's in the 70s. It's got oh, a little bit of perfect. a breeze. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of perfect. I imagine it's probably like the preset for California generally. Is that right? Yeah, that's our usual, like I'd say 74, 75. We're clock- okay. On a day to day, I mean, today it was over ninety. The, the reason why I'm asking not to talk about the boring weather. Do you find the nicer it gets out, you're chomping at the bit to get out of that house? Is it making you crazier? That's a good question. When all this started, when it got really serious and people were taking it more seriously, mm-hmm. it was very hazy and overcast for quite literally two weeks. I was feeling that big time. You know, as if, like, psychically it was already enough. Then to actually have no life force that is the sun coming through, that was awful. Mm -hmm. And so since then, though, it does make me want to go out more. But I am also feel like I'm trained enough to, like, not give in to wanting to do something that could put me in harm's way. That it makes me want to find a middle ground of, like, driving somewhere or figure out some way to go outside but isolate. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Like, I'm trying to figure out some middle ground. We kind of had the same thing here the first two weeks. It was raining, so it was kind of pretty easy to stay inside because you're like, oh, it's pouring, whatever. You know, now as the weather gets nicer, you'll start to see more people out. Like, you can see it, but, like, people can't resist. I mean, for me, I burn easily. So, honestly, I am in hibernation. You won't believe I'm not leaving this house unless it's between 7 and 8 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) 
you asked the question, so now I pose the question to you. Are you fine with staying inside like this, or are you tempted to go out as well? Here's my meeting in the middle, which might answer your question, asking how uh, you can find a way to deal with one and I wake up at 5.30 or 6 a.m. every morning with crippling anxiety. That gets me right out of bed. Okay, then I'm chugging coffee for fun. The reason why I'm in such a rush to chug all this coffee is to wake up in time so I can get out for a walk in the residential street I live on before anybody else comes out. I'm usually out there 7, 7.30. I will maybe see one or two people in which we stay on opposite sides of the street on the different sidewalks. I'll see like three coyotes, no problem. They are also social distancing. And then I'm back in the house before 8 a.m. So like when people are waking up, I've done, I don't go more than 30 minutes. And if I see somebody and there's not a way to avoid each other, I just turn around. I time it because I don't want to be out too much. But when I tried to stay in the house without going out at all, I got really depressed, like truly, truly depressed. It's too much. It is. The getting out really is, it is necessary on some level. Even if, like you said, you have to find a middle ground. I am curious, can you find yourself relaxing or is it, it's a different form of anxiety? No, not relaxing at all. You mean like the walk, it, the walk itself? The exercise itself can go a long way, but then also just that lingering paranoia. There is still like a, in its own way a relative tranquility to the quiet of the neighborhood though. No, it is anxiety. You were right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I feel like I'm walking around like a loaded gun. Me, like, and I don't have symptoms not even close to anything like it, but I, you know, you never know. So I'm worried me around other people and you have to understand I'm only going within two streets of my house. I am so close to my house. It's not even funny. So it's like, but part of me is like, oh, it's nice to get out with the fresh air and this and that. But like, I have a mask on, I have my gloves on. I'm like worried constantly if other people are coming around the corner at the same time as me. So it's like, I just kind of started doing um, little workouts that are on Amazon Prime so that you can get the exercise without the fear. And then if you want to go outside, it's more so to enjoy the, sh the sunshine, but you don't have to like actually walk anywhere or go far away from my house. I'm just curious, is this something you normally go through just anxiety like that ordinarily? So it's a more exacerbated version of that? Or is that just coming from this? I'll tell you something, Brandon. This ain't my first rodeo, okay? <laughs> well, look, I have anxiety and depression. I've been prepping <laughs> my whole life for this on some small level. Yeah, you know me. It's like, here's the thing that I was talking about with my husband. I can't imagine if you are someone who's never experienced anxiety or depression, which I don't wish upon anybody, obviously. But like, 100%, yeah. how much harder would this be hitting you right now for me again like i said i'm not even at my lowest maybe i will be in another month or two months or whatever may happen like it's very scary but i was like this isn't even my worst like come find me at 24 yikes that's well, no, it's like can you imagine though the idea of i've never run in my life and then you have to run a, a marathon imagine like not having at least some level of like the mental infrastructure necessary to try to deal with something like this i can't imagine well can i i have a question for you are you sure quarantined with anybody or are you by yourself bit of both in okay. my <laughs> yeah, i get a classic twofer so in my house it is my cat and i so mm -hmm. no there but five miles or so away are my parents and they're not going anywhere either so i can kind of go between pretty easily so where i so there is some form of like human connection okay i can't imagine not having that right now it has to be so tough for people and not in that situation. yeah yeah, I think it would be very tough. And I also think too, though, that it's like, if you could get through this, it's like, how much stronger are you going to come out on that other side? Like, what a true test to yourself, even a, a true test, if you're locked in with somebody else, what a true test to your relationship. Like, it's kind of going for both parties. If you're with somebody else, because you're like, how much can I stand myself versus how much can I stand this other person? Absolutely. No, it's... Uh... <laughs> 
there is nothing about this that is not a test. Mm-hmm. It's just all kind of what variables are involved on some level because right. it's all a crazy test. You know, also to kind of piggyback off what you were saying about not having like the depression, anxiety, like previous to this. So you haven't really dealt with it, which again, you know, I wish that on no one in ordinary life by any stretch. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of like, there are so many people out there who don't kind of have their normal day-to-day distractions that may keep them from thinking about things they haven't wanted to think about. Mm-hmm. There are people that are having to deal with some things they were not prepared to deal with. And yeah. I can't imagine what that's like. I mean, listen, I have shit coming up I don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah. It's like, it's just really, everybody's in the worst situation right now. I think it's just like the coping mechanisms that we have are all really coming out or the lack thereof. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think some people, like, for example, let's take something like meditation practice, right? Or mindfulness. If you already had that in the works previous to this, you're like, okay, I have something that I know got me through things before, whatever they may be, maybe I can use it and help this situation a bit. But it's like, yeah, nothing. Then you'll be partying through the pandemic like so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You said to me in our very eventful bridge app, and you're like, maybe I'll ask you like if you had any tips or advice or something. And like the first thing that came to my head was, oh, you should do drugs. <laughs> that came to my head. I was like, everyone should just do drugs. What a great idea. Get it out of your system by getting it in your system. <laughs> wow. I love that. <laughs> go down to South America, go do some ayahuasca in the rainforest. Kill your ego. I love it. Brandon, you gotta get in to get out. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do a little cocktail of peyote and ayahuasca. That'll really (laughs) open some things up, my third eye. Hey man, when in Arkansas, not that I even know where it is. (laughs) (laughs) Or what we have to offer, and neither do I sometimes. I love our firing of questions to each other. Yeah. What do you think is the most common thing your guests on the podcast have been reporting in terms of struggles? Is everybody saying anxiety and depression? Are we all saying the same thing? There's a fair amount of that. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, it's just the day-to-day struggles of things flaring up and just having to figure out how to kind of just cope with it. And mm-hmm. there's no playbook to this for any one person, but but historically, like this is truly unique. And so we're all figuring it out as we go along. And, and I think also that honestly it's one thing that i feel like i've kind of concluded mm-hmm. much as one can is it's also okay not to be okay yeah it's okay like i know that mental health and anxiety and depression they've become on some level at least destigmatized but even in this case it's okay to not nail this susser had said don't take this as a time where you have to be better even when you come out like in the best shape of your life it's okay oh i plan on coming out broken because i came into this broken that's <laughs> a fact <laughs> yeah, if anything, it's, it's strengthening my will of not getting better. I defy you to improve me, Kobe. Yeah, I do not consent to improving myself. <laughs> I think I know what Susser's talking about because there is this, and I don't know if you're feeling this at all. I mean, you are doing this podcast, which is productive, but there is this pressure, I think, especially artists are putting on themselves to be productive. And it's because people are used to working jobs or hustling to get those jobs. And there's all this pressure for people to be doing stuff if you need to put that work pressure on yourself to 
stay focused, if that's your coping mechanism, okay, so be it. But to me, I can't imagine getting something out of this. Like patience, maybe, which I think would be awesome if I could get more patience in my life. But I'm like, what am I going to sit here and write a script? About what, my couch? <laughs> my friends will take it and be like, how are you doing? And I literally write back going, no updates. You know this. <laughs> writing a drama about very high anxiety based quiet walks in the morning around my neighborhood <laughs> like, what are you wanting me to get out of this <laughs> to your point just because you did a b and c doesn't mean you have to replace them financially it sucks but in terms of physically it's okay to take a second and not have to do that if you're able to take that like I know if you have kids and you're looking after them like some households I think are a little more chaotic than others of course but it's like if no one's there with a gun to your head telling you you have to do something, if you can take a second to be like, like you said, it's okay to not be okay and just sit in that, take it. Because at some point, things are either going to pick up way in the future that, you know, we'll be able to be out and about and a little bit back to life, or things are going to get a hell of a lot worse. So take the time now, take it. We don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to go. All you know is just what you have in the moment and mm -hmm. try to do what you can with that information i mean as limited as it is because i do think that another reason people are freaking out and myself included it's just like the complete lack of control oh yeah this phantom that we can't see taste or touch yeah i mean i've been kissing people non-stop i feel bad it's out of my hands <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't control myself no it yeah of course this this feeling of helplessness but it's like we experienced that feeling previous to this. This is just a more amplified version of that. But like, we were helpless the whole time. True. It's just now we're seeing uh, numbers on the TV that reflect just how helpless we are. True. Maybe also it's that we lack the illusion of control. Right. You can convince yourself of a lot if you at least have the choice of not doing something. Mm -hmm. As opposed to now where it's just like, just stay inside and be mindful of people and don't be selfish and go to an Arby's or something just because yeah. you, you got to have the beef. First of all, Arby's has the meats for sandwiches. Let's clarify that right now. <laughs> this is, I'll be honest with you. I don't have to do the podcast anymore because that's what I was waiting for somebody to say. Since COVID has broken out, you know, people are not addressing the issues we were talking about before this. And it was Arby's, where are the meats or what are they for? It, Finally, somebody said it. It's sorted out. You're welcome. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting what you're talking about, about if you, to say if you have the time, because you not know, to change gears, I think something I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around right now is what about the people that can't have the time to stay home, aren't able to do sure. that. So it's like that is really stressing me out. Like whenever I go to the grocery store, the once every two weeks I go to the grocery store for exactly five minutes because I have all the aisles memorized and know exactly where I have to go to get out of there as fast as I can. But when I do, I make sure to thank all the employees for coming to work. And one of them was like, yeah, I didn't really have a choice. And I was like, look, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck me, dude. And like, I know. Like that sucked. I felt so bad, but they're doing their part by coming to work and I'm supposed to do my part by staying away as best as I can until I'm like desperate for food. But like, fuck, how do you wrap your head around that? It is a reminder though that I could have it way better, but I could have it way worse. And so many people in a very obvious and direct and major way have it far worse than I have it or ever could have it. Oh my God, you and I are sitting here living like kings up on this podcast throw and walking around with all kinds of time to record. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the meats. <laughs>
we're, yeah, talk- we're talking meats. We're okay? talking about doing ayahuasca and finding ourselves. So, hey yeah. man, you gotta get into an Arby's to get out of an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that. <laughs> finally, somebody said what's tattooed on my bicep. Thank you. <laughs> I, listen, I may not know you, but I certainly want to. You're mostly around your house, you say. What are you doing around there? Are you just trying not to freak out, or are you trying to occupy your time with some things? Obviously drugs, I've been spelling that out since the podcast began. Cleaning, which I already was doing previous to this, so with people being overwhelmed, disinfecting their houses, like, I've been ready. <laughs> Ten-year-old Atlanta was like, bring it, in terms of cleanliness. So uh, a lot of cleaning, and I'm actually in the midst of moving soon so oh wow i am terrified i think about it all the time because we do have to get movers with too many big pieces of furniture to do it ourselves so i'm like trying to plan for that in the safest way possible and it's taking up quite a bit of time to figure out like what's the best game plan with the most minimal contact and the least amount of time we can have them here yeah we move as much as we can by ourselves so you're planning efficiency exactly so it's like yeah with my time it's like i don't even know where the time goes the time's all in my head i am constant i just think that's where all my time passes is in my head and then my my brief walk until i see someone in panic and come home and (laughs) (laughs) i'm not scared of the coyotes the three coyotes that live behind my house i'm terrified of the people (laughs) so i like run home the weird irony that the coyotes are innately more respectful than any of your neighbors. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. So I'm going on mini walks that, uh, and uh, like I set my tripod for half an hour and very rarely do I make it. I do that and then busying myself around the house, getting ready for this move. And then my husband and I have a really funny, it's called a chart system with this calendar on the wall. What it is, is you either get a check mark, a squiggle or an X. So every day we have four tasks to do. It's the exact same tasks every day. It's a specific wake up time. Each of us have our own individual time. It's a meditation, which could even just mean sitting quiet for a minute, that counts. It's some sort of physical activity. Could mean anything. You could walk on the spot, stretch, that counts. Then uh, some type of work. So today this podcast counts as my work. Another day when I looked into the moving companies for 10 minutes counts as work. So we're really lax with the rules. So you get a check mark if you do all four, a squiggle if you only do three, and an X if you do two or less. I mean, but that's part of it too, right? About what we talked about, how don't feel like you have to do these things. Like be kind to yourself. Did you create this in response to all of this or is this already a thing you did? Um, This was already a thing we did. Okay. We didn't have the calendar system, but it was like part of our daily life. So the whole reason why we implemented it is because we said, let's try to keep one sense of normalcy that we were used to that's manageable and we can pull it. And listen, you take the squiggle, you take the X if you need to. It's not a problem. But we were like, we were already doing this before. It took pretty much no effort, truly took no effort to do it. So we were like, let's see if we can at least keep up with that but let's be really lenient in terms of definitions of different things so it's not like i have to run for half an hour a day well that's not you can't hike because none of these are options anymore so it's like you got to find a different way to do it but i think it's the only thing on a day-to-day basis um saving me because i wake up at 5 30 i get all my checks by 9 a.m usually so i have nothing else to do for the rest of the day so it's like the fact that i did anything is like great because come 9 or 10 when i turn the news on forget it there goes my day you know, I was just thinking when you were describing it, something that you know you have to do the next morning mm-hmm. goes such a long way. Yes, yes. Even to get you 
to bed. Like, even if you're like, ah, uh, so I'm going to wake up. Maybe I should go and have a sleep. And of course, if you have more sleep, you're going to feel better. Obviously. I mean, not too much sleep. Then we're going to the other side of that. Yeah, just your standard 15 to 17 hours of sleep. I am perfect then. I am nailing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like just enough to almost fuse with my bed, but right? not quite. I have a two-parter for you, a twofer as you've been calling it. Okay. One, what are you doing with your days? And two, can you tell me what you're doing with your days that you haven't told the other guests already? Is there anything else you're doing that you haven't discussed for your listeners to hear yet? Oh boy, that's a good question. Aren't I scandalous? Excuse great. you, whoever you are. <laughs> Holding my mystery feet to the fire is good. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? The funny thing is that doing this podcast three episodes a week goes a long way to having to do a lot of stuff. It's a good, both a creative outlet, but that also regiments what I'm doing on some level and mm-hmm. kind of gives me a, a schedule that I am beholden to it because some people expect it, but it's in a good way because people have said that it helps them. That's all I could ask for. Mm-hmm. So. Otherwise, I try to exercise every day, like you've mentioned, because I think Mm -hmm. that goes a long way to just trying to feel better. And I try not to just eat like shit. I do my best not to because that isn't going to help anything. If I can control on some level how good I feel, that hopefully when I have bad days even, that that offsets it on some level. I get what you're saying, but I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm an Arby's girl through and through, okay? Uh. It always goes back to Arby's, I know. (laughs) The shitty food isn't helping, and it's been really... We've been ordering in from the local businesses that we would normally go out to. Yeah. Because there's, like, a a lot of restaurants in our neighborhood that are all really, really great. But it's hard because, you know, you want to indulge in all that bad food or or the less healthy choices on the menu, whatever, that, that you know are delicious. But then the next morning, you're like, oh, God. Like, when you're doing that all the time, you're like, oh, yeah, it's so much harder to get out of bed right now. (laughs) My stomach hurts. I don't need something to hurt my motivation any more than just everything else right now is doing by itself. I know everybody's worried about weight gain during all this. I personally am trying to gain um, 50 kilos by the end of this. So hopefully I come out nice and thick. (laughs) (laughs) You got to establish that center of gravity. Yeah, and listen, if people think I should thick it up, please tweet at this podcast and uh, tweet at me at Elena underscore Johnston. Hashtag thick it up. Okay, perfect. Do you have anything you want to promote before we wrap it up? I have nothing to promote. I have one thing to say, though, to the book, and that is write it out and we'll be okay. That's it. I completely agree with you. Literally, the only way to be okay is to write it out. If you get COVID, you just have to write it out. It's, it's your only shot. <laughs> no other shot. You have to write it out. Please. Please go outside. Well, I'm just so glad that there's an implied waiver that you sign when you're on here that now will allow me to... <laughs> Profit off of that by making that a bumper sticker for this. So, thank hey, you so I, much. I already, listen, I already took your catchphrase. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, now that I get that sweet bumper sticker money, it's going to be so good. Yeah, because we're all driving all over the place now. I need the bumper Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just be nice to yourself. Be kind. Don't beat yourself up. Nobody's nailing this. You don't have to nail it. If you need anything from me, I'm on Twitter. So just let me know. Thank you for listening and goodbye.